Welcome back to our podcast series entitled Friend of the Father, where together we open up God's Word and seek to develop a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Him. If you'd like any more information about who we are and our times of worship, please visit traderspointchurch.org. With that said, please grab your Bibles and join along in our study today. Hello and welcome back to our podcast entitled Friend of the Father. We want to thank you for joining us today. We're moving into our last big section of the podcast where we're going to look at some specific examples of special relationships that individuals and scriptures had with God. And we're going to start with Moses. He's one that we've talked about quite a bit, especially early on in the podcast. If you go back to the first couple of episodes, we talked about Moses and his relationship with God in some ways. We're going to look specifically today uh, about his life and and really two specific aspects of Moses uh, on the syllabus. Uh, it says that how Moses chose God and how Moses was a friend of God. And so we're going to look at each of those aspects of Moses' relationship with the Lord this morning. And and I thought, maybe Jeremy, we can start, let's just start at the beginning with Moses because I mean, he's one of those characters that we actually have a lot of information about going all the way back to his birth in a lot of ways, and that's brought out even in the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 11, as certainly God had a plan for Moses from the very beginning of his life. But one of the things that I think is interesting about Hebrews chapter 11 is it kind of gives us some bullet points of the highlights of Moses' life. Each of those are represented as someone who did this in faith. And that really defines Moses' life, even from the earliest of days. And so I thought that would maybe be a good place to, to start with our conversation today. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right about, you know, him in a lot of ways, kind of a unique, you know, character because we have the full picture of his life, literally from his birth and a big story about that to his death and even, you know, a big story, yeah. you know, about that. And we have, and we have other, you know, characters where we have huge portions of their life, you know, given to us. You know, David certainly comes to mind, but we, we only catch up with him, you know, as a, a young boy, mm-hmm. not his birth story that we have here. But, you know, because we have the full picture of Moses' life, we're able to really get a good indication of where he is thinking. Now, Hebrews 11 helps us with that, certainly as he became a little bit Mm -hmm. older. But because we're told of his birth and the story around that and the impact that even his own mother was still able to have on him young, that he, he was going to have some training, even though he grew up in Pharaoh's house, He's going to have some training. And so when you get to the Hebrew writer in Hebrews chapter 11, when he's going through all of these incredible men and women of faith, and specifically the application of their faith, right, because they're faithful people, they reacted in some way. You have these incredible words specifically about Moses, about him refusing and about him choosing. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been using the word intentional a lot, it mm-hmm. seems, especially lately, but that's the key component here. And one the thing that I really like the beginning of his story in Hebrews chapter 11 was in verse 24, by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And I like that because it gives us an idea that this intentional 
I'm going to have a great relationship with God decision is a big boy decision. Yeah. Right? It, right. It, it is a serious adult even decision. It is a big boy decision that he makes. And so he, he's saying, listen, I, I'm going to take this upon myself. I'm going to take the reins, if you will, for my relationship with God. And if that makes if that means making difficult decisions, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do that. Yep. And so he refuses to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, right? He's refusing that choosing instead to suffer affliction with God's people. And so he's making these very difficult decisions, but he's doing so because now he's valuing his relationship with God. This Mm -hmm. now takes over for everything else. And he is understanding he is ultimately in charge of that. One thing that I wrote down, I ran across, I don't remember uh, when I ran across this. I've had it written down for quite some time. But it, it, it was this, that you cannot blame someone else for the spiritual direction in your life. You, you're the only one. Only you can ruin your life spiritually. Mm. Satan can't do it. He doesn't have the power to do it. Yeah. God's not going to do it. He loves us too much. And so if I'm ruined spiritually, I have done that to myself. Yeah. And it's kind of like Moses coming to that understanding. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make these decisions for myself. And it is a powerful moment in his life. At when he makes this choice to ultimately follow God. I think that's one of the, the key things that sometimes is easy to overlook, unfortunately. You know, we talk a lot about God chose Moses for the role that he had for him, and he chose him to lead the people of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, and God chose Moses, sure. and that's true, mm-hmm. but Moses also had to choose God, and, and that's where his faith came into play, and that's where the decisions that we see him making were a reflection of the fact that he was choosing God, and I think that's where his example can be of particular interest to us today. You know, God has God has chosen us, we still have to choose him. Right. He's given us free will. He can we can turn our backs on him. He's given us that opportunity to do so if we choose to. We can turn our backs on God. We have to choose him. And and that's what he wants from us. We've talked so much about the relationship that God wants us to have with him. Well, that requires us to choose him as he has chosen us. That that's that in that sense we come together in unity in that regard. And that's what we see with Moses. And, and so much of his life we see the the conversations that he had with God and the way that they interact with one another. All of that was made possible because they chose each other. God chose Moses for the work that he had for him to do, and Moses chose God to be his Savior. And when those two things come together, what you get is one of the most powerful and amazing stories that you could put together of one human being who led an entire nation out of captivity and to the brink of the promised land. All of that was possible because they chose one another. And I look at my life today and I think, okay, am I? are the decisions that I make day in, day out, is it a reflection that I'm choosing God, that I am choosing to be His, that I am choosing to have a relationship with Him, that I am choosing to worship and praise and honor Him? Do, do the reflections that I make, if you were to take the, or to the decisions that I make, if you were to look at them in isolation, are they reflecting the fact that I choose God each day? And if not, th- then I need to make some changes because I- I- I'm then acting in a way that is counter to the relationship that I want to build with him. 
And so each decision that we make needs to be focused on building that relationship further. Yeah, and that decision is an all-in one. I mean, you know, it's interesting when you go through, um, you know, God's Word, and he, he makes the point, he makes the point clearly that, as you say, this is a decision that I have the free will to make. I, I, I can, you know, Romans chapter 1 is a great example yeah, of that. Sure. He's going to allow us to make poor decisions. He's going to allow us to walk away from them if that's what we choose to do. He's going to allow that to happen, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, he, he makes the point that, listen, this is a choice that you have. You have the power to make this choice. But yet he also, in his word, makes the point that if when you're making this choice, it is all one or all the other. There is not an in-between. Right. I mean, think about you know how many different ways— you know, he makes the point about you cannot serve God and mammon or the world. You, if you're going to be a friend of mine, you then need to be an enemy of the of the world. You cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God, mm-hmm. right? He over and over and over he makes the point that there's not some of each. It is an all or nothing decision. It is you know the idea of loving God with all of our heart, all of our soul, that if we're doing that, I I don't have anything left to Mm -hmm. love someone else. And so this decision, yes, it is ours to make, but it is an all decision. And that's what you see from Moses. And I think that's the point the Hebrew writer is making when he says, listen, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. He, he has pushed all of that aside. And when we go back to the book of Exodus, we see that's exactly what he did. He leaves. He yeah. leaves and he goes a yeah. ways away, mm-hmm. you know, from Egypt. He leaves that completely. It doesn't go back, never goes back to that life. I mean, he certainly goes back to Egypt right. as God has chosen him to, yeah. to go to talk to Pharaoh. He's, he's left that life completely. And he is all in with God. When we pick him up in Exodus chapter 3, mm-hmm. With God in the burning bush, from that point forward, even in his missteps, mm-hmm. he's all in with God. Even to the very moment his life ends, he is all in with God. And it just is a such a beautiful illustration of the kind of relationship that we need to have with God. It really is, and especially when you think about the the challenges that Moses was facing when he made that choice to be all in with God. He faced... Uh, the the possibility of of death. He faced the possibility of banishment. He faced the possibility of uh, certainly being driven away from his people in in, in many different ways. Um, he faced a lot of challenges along the way, but each time he chose obedience and he chose faith over the fears and the dangers that were facing him. And that again is the lesson for us today. That when we face similar dangers, certainly they'll take on different forms than what Moses was facing, but no less serious to us. When we face those dangers, when we face those potential consequences, we have a choice to make. Am I going to choose obedience? Am I going to choose faith that's going to lead me closer to God? Or am I going to choose to be susceptible to those things and, and to allow the fears and the dangers and the risks that the world can tempt me with to overcome that and lead me in that direction, those choices we make literally every day. We are literally making choices like that every day. Some of them may seem small and insignificant. Some of them may seem huge and important, but but all of them are no less important because each decision that we make is an indication of whether or not I'm choosing to go all in with God or I'm going all in with the world. 
And that's why each decision that we make along the path, it, it requires us to give serious thought and consideration to it because the consequences are far too severe. And, and Moses is one that felt the consequences of a bad decision that he made. Right. He, he suffered the consequences as a result of that. And so he's a good person to look at as we try and learn this lesson and navigate through the, the challenges that we're going to face each day. Every decision that we make is going to carry consequences with it. Is it going to take us closer to God or closer to the world? And I know it's easy for all of us to sit here and say, well, I want to, I want to make the decision that takes me closer to God. All of us are going to say that. But in the moment, those decisions are not always easy. And in the moment, it's very easy, especially when there's not a lot of people around, or maybe it's a decision that isn't going to get out. A lot of people aren't going to learn about it. It's very easy to make the decision that alleviates some of those fears and dangers that the world tempts us with and takes us away from God. But it's in those moments where our faith has to be strong enough to push us towards God. Yeah, and I think that's where Moses can help. I mean, you think about when Moses is, you know, apt to make a decision or he's he's doing something, you know, and you study through his life in the book of Exodus. He's seemingly always doing one of two, if not two of two things all the time. When he's faced with a decision or he's faced with, you know, something going on in his life, he is always either, number one, considering God, mm-hmm. thinking about God, or secondly, he's literally talking to God, right? <laughs> you, you see that constantly. A lot of times yeah. you're seeing you know, both of those things come into play. And so I think that's a great example for us. And we've talked about both of those things mm-hmm. at length you know, throughout our study, right? The importance of considering God, meditating upon him, thinking about him, having him always on my mind, that's going to have an impact on my on my decision making. And then secondly, my willingness to just talk to God. Yeah. And, and and you know, it goes beyond just the obligatory I'm going to ask him for something. Just talk to him. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big things we see with Moses is that we're able to see these incredible conversations, even the one that happens in Exodus chapter three and four of, you know, it's almost a back and forth. Moses has concerns. He has thoughts about his own inadequacies or what Mm -hmm. he perceives as his own inadequacies. He's trying to make a big decision here and he's talking it out with God. It it is, it's an incredible picture Mm -hmm. where he's just wrestling with the decision, right? God says, this is what I want you to do. And now he's wrestling with that decision. And what does he do? He talks to God about yeah. it. He yeah. talks it out, right? Mm-hmm. He, he talks it out with God. And if we can get on that level, that when it comes to our decisions, that number one, I'm mindful of God. I'm mindful of what he wants. I'm mindful of his, his boundaries. I'm mindful of his will and my willingness to just talk, just talk to him. Yeah. If I put those two things on like Moses did, it's going to have a massive impact on my decisions. One of my favorite examples of that is in Exodus 33 mm-hmm. and, and verse 11. As it's, well, I'll just read it. It says, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Now, I don't know what exactly that looked like, but the picture certainly that it conjures up in our minds is one of just like you and I sitting across the table right now just talking to one another. Right. And, and to think that the relationship that Moses had with God and that God had with Moses allowed and permitted and encouraged conversation where they're just sitting across the table from one another, you know, in theory, to, to just talk to one another in that way, it, it's boggling to my mind to think about that. But that's, that is the relationship that Moses and God had developed with one another. 
And, and to your point, that is, I mean, that's the level that I want to, to strive for in my relationship with God, to think that he knows that I am so devoted to him and I know that he is so devoted to me that we can just sit down with one another and talk things out. And, and that is just so powerful to think about. And we see that with Moses, not just here in Exodus 33, but but anytime he's faced with a challenging question or if there's something going on with the people or if there's a danger in front of them, whatever the situation is, to your point, I mean, he's he is just quick to take this to God and to talk to him about it. And it's just such a beautiful example of what it truly means to be a friend of God's. That's not just a, a, a term we should throw around, but to actually put that into practice. God, I have something on my mind. I want to run by you. And, and we certainly we do so with all of the respect and honor in the world, but we do so as a friend would talk to another friend. And when we have that type of relationship with God, wow, just the peace and the comfort that we can have in any situation is almost hard to imagine. Yeah, there's you know several moments in the life of Moses where we're kind of you know indicated of his interaction with God that we're told that it's happening, but we we just aren't given the full picture, yeah, right? And there's right. there's so <laughs> many thoughts you know that goes on. Yeah. And, you know, you have you know a passage like this in Exodus chapter 33. You know, certainly you know another example of that very similar in the book of Numbers when you know Aaron and Miriam they 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 come to Moses and they're jealous of his relationship with God in a lot of ways mm-hmm. or certainly they're jealous of his uh leadership position with regards to the people you know in in reference to theirs and so they they try to cause problems for Moses and you know God brings them to the door of the tabernacle and and yeah. he makes it very clear that his relationship with Moses is special yeah. he says there are other people that I'll I'll talk to in dreams and visions almost in riddles but I speak to Moses plainly, face to face, even. And, and you know what you're like. What was you know what was that like? I mean, yeah. you know the time spent yeah. of Moses, you know, up on the mountain, mm-hmm. a mountain that was shaking and thundering and lightning and covered with smoke. He's up there forty days, and mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we know there was conversing that happens because yeah. the law is being delivered. But yet we have passages that indicate that, you know, God just sustained him mm-hmm. physically even yeah. while he was there, that he didn't need drink or he didn't need food while he's up on the mountain interacting with God. I mean, what, you know, what was that? You know, <laughs> even here in Exodus chapter 33, this incredible relationship that's given to us a picture. You know, it's interesting where, where God is, you know, talking to Moses there in the door of the tent, but you know, the text indicates that everybody else is standing in their own tent, right? And they're looking down at this interaction. But even in this incredibly unique and great relationship, and Moses had to have known that in the same context in Exodus chapter 33, what do we see towards the end? Mm -hmm. Him asking more of God. I I know I already have an incredible relationship, but can I, can I get some, can can I get a little bit more? Can I even see your face? And you know, God says, you know, I can't give you all of that, but what does God do? He gives him more, you know, hiding him in a rock, covers him with his hand. Again, I mean, what was going on with with all this, but covers it, pulls his hand away and he's allowed to see the back of God. I mean, it's one of those incredible pictures of this relationship where they already have a great relationship as Moses is like, I, I, I just want to get closer. Mm-hmm. 
And what that shows me is that that can be where we are. Yep. That it needs to be that. That even though we may have a good relationship with God, it is that desire because of who He is. We've talked a lot about that. I, I, if I can have some more, God, would you give me a little bit more? And I think with Moses' story, the indication is that God would. He mm-hmm. will. He will give us more yeah. if that's what we're looking for. And a desire for that is going yeah. to keep us from being complacent mm-hmm. in our relationship with him, which I think is certainly a danger that we could we could fall victim to where, you know, my relationship with God's good. It's fine. You know, I, let's not rock the boat here. Let's not dig too deeply into this. It's fine. And, and that, that is a, a, a mindset of complacency where I'm just fine with the status quo. But I think to your point, what Moses shows us is that even if you have a relationship with him, that no one can even fully understand how close that relationship is. And thinking about it just hurts your brain to think about the type of relationship. Even when that's the case, we should be striving for more. And so if, if Moses is doing that, then I definitely need to be doing that. I should never be content with my relationship with God. I should always want that relationship to be deeper. I should always want that relationship to be closer. I should always want to spend more time with Him and, and, and more time dedicated to His Word. I, everything I can to make that relationship stronger and deeper, it should almost consume me in some ways. And I think to your point, as we see here with Moses, that's exactly what God wants from us. That's exactly what He expects from us. And He'll reward us for that. And so we, we need to go throughout our lives seeking every opportunity to deepen that relationship and use Moses as an example. No matter where you are in your life, try and get that relationship with God stronger and deeper. And it will, it will, it will pay dividends in massive ways in our lives here and in the life to come. Because as you pointed out, God, in the, in the same way, he certainly sustained Moses in a very physical way while he was up on the mountain, but he is our sustainer today. Right. He's the one who gives us the strength that we need in this life. He's the one that's going to carry us from this earth to heaven. He's the one that's going to continually sustain us, and so we should be drawing closer with him and seeking every way we can to deepen that relationship. You know, you do think about Moses, and, you know, it, 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 it's hard not to just look at him and realize, I mean, the only relationship really that made a difference for him was God. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the defining relationship. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he had, a, I mean, he had a close relationship, certainly with Aaron and Miriam. I mean, yep. there's no question about sure. that. He had a close relationship with Joshua. I mean, mm-hmm. There's definitely no question about that. I mean, as you read from Exodus chapter 33, we didn't read this part, but in that text, it, it gives us an indication that Joshua's there with Moses as mm-hmm. he's speaking. It, there's indication that Joshua's on the mountain even with Moses as he is there. So he had a great relationship with Joshua, but ultimately it is the, his relationship with God that was everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've even talked about Moses from his you know, birth and certainly God's hand involved in in that. There's no question about it. But even at the very end of the life of Moses, you know, when he's up on the mountain, mm-hmm. it's only God. Yep. It, it, it's only God. I mean, he he he's talked to Joshua and he's talked to the people, but in his final moments, it is only God. And, and when he dies on that mountain, it is only God who's there. And the indication of that God even buries mm-hmm. Moses. No one knows where, right? 
and it's just it's almost an illustration even though that physically happened even though that was literal in the end of Moses's life it almost serves as an illustration that you know here at the the pinnacle of his life the ending of his life it is only God that's there and I think what that teaches us is that even though we have other relationships, and we've talked about our relationship with each other mm-hmm. and our relationship with our spouses and our relationship with our friends, uh, our brothers and sisters, like we've talked about in the last episode, but it is our relationship with God that directs everything. And man, you really see that with Moses, even though he had other relationships and he cared about the people even. I mean, think about all the times he pleaded with God on, on their behalf when God was ready to wipe you know wipe them out. But yet it is his relationship with God that really dictated everything for him. Yeah, I think that's a great place to stop. That was Really well said, and and I appreciate your thoughts on that. I, this has been a really impactful conversation for me, as is any study over the the life of Moses. And hopefully, this has been uh, beneficial to you as well. We certainly appreciate you taking some time to to join us today. Uh, just a quick preview: next week we'll be doing something very similar with David, and, and so hopefully you can join us for that as we look into his life and some specific examples in which David developed a close relationship with God, and certainly hopefully we can take some some application out of that as well. So thank you again for joining us today, and we'll talk to you again next time.